Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, August 3rd, 2020. It is the last recording of the month of July, so we're bringing you a bad movie scale. We're bringing you Drop Dead Fred movie review, Ty. Spoiler alert. It's a bad movie. So every month, we're recommending each other bad movies. This was my month. This started with Artemis Fowl, Tyler's movie ever made. Favorite movie ever made. Um, And I recommended (laughs) Drop Dead Fred. And I guess, does Tyler hate it as much as I did? I don't know yet. We're going to find out. Spoiler alert. It's a bad movie. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Let's get into the show. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. I don't feel so good. Hulk smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. So, Ty, I guess I can uh, assume that you did not like the movie? So let me tell you something here, Jay. Okay. This is a terrible movie, and I'm seriously considering never taking a suggestion from your girlfriend ever again (laughs) in terms of movies. That's harsh, too, because she usually has good taste in movies and recommends good movies. This definitely hurts her credit score in terms of movie recommendations. It's a huge, huge misfire. I mean... This is a terrible film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I got caught up watching it a few months ago. Um, 
it just Riley's mom just put it on and I was I sat through it you know I, I wasn't sitting there complaining I mean I probably was complaining about the plot and everything the whole time and what was going on um but yeah I sat through it and at the end of it I was just like that was bad that was really bad <laughs> so it took me two sittings to finish Artemis Fowl yeah it took me three to get through Drop Dead Fred. And this movie's like an hour and 20 minutes, I think. It's pretty short. No, it's it's longer than that. Is it? It's almost two hours. It's an hour 43. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's much too long. Much, much too long. Yeah. And it's made in 1991, so it uh, doesn't look pretty on the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, Carrie Fisher? I... What? Oh, never mind. Never mind. Continue. I think Carrie Fisher was the friend. Oh, yeah, she was. Okay. Which threw me off. I was like, what the fuck is Princess Leia in this movie? <laughs> um, before we dive too heavily into it, Fred, the titular, dropped dead Fred. Yes. Am I wrong in saying they couldn't afford, afford uh, Jim Carrey, but this is absolutely written for Jim Carrey? <laughs> so, Jim Carrey, I don't... When did he become big? Because was this just Jim Carrey before Jim Carrey? I don't know, but the entire time I just felt like I was watching a bargain brand Jim Carrey. Okay, so Ace Ventura Pet Detective was 94, The Mask was 94, Dumb and Dumber was 94. So I guess that's, we could probably say that's when he really took off. But I wasn't he on SNL before that? I could be wrong. Yeah, I think he was on some things. He was in movies in 89. He was on uh, In Living Color. That's what he was on. But he was definitely yeah. around. Um, I don't know if they didn't it have the budget it for him. prime care. Yeah, I just... It would have been a much better character if... Uh, Jim Carrey was Fred. I will say that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, Rick, Rick Mile, Rick Mile was I think the that's titular Fred. I've never seen uh, him before. I didn't like him. <laughs> I didn't like him very much at all. I mean, we'll dive into that with characters. Um, that's true. I guess we could just dive into the plot, give it a plot slash story grade, explain the plot, then give it a grade. So, there's a girl. Don't even remember her name. Yes. Um, what's her name? I don't either. Elizabeth? I've, I've, yes, I have the side character's names, not her name. Elizabeth, she is an adult. The movie opens, and she's, like, filing her divorce papers. And she runs into a childhood friend, and he's like, oh, remember, drop dead, remember when you poured all the paint on my my dad or whatever? Oh, you blame Drop Dead grandma. Fred. Grandma. Grandma, yeah. Your fucking grandma. Uh, blame Drop Dead Fred, ha, ha, ha. And then she goes to her mom's house. She stays in her old room and Drop Dead Fred returns. And the whole movie, he is just a fucking terror. And she gets in a lot of trouble for it. And then she gets in kind of like, she gets back with her ex-husband. It's kind of like an abusive relationship. What's up, Ry? Why are you shaking your head? Ry just peeked her head and shook her head and then left. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, so... And then Fred, like, saves... She takes antidepressants or whatever to make Fred go away and a bunch of stuff. And it's... Yeah, it's an internal battle with her trying to be a grown-up and then Fred returning from her childhood and just ruining things. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you give it? Um, I got a... I got a tab over to, uh... Okay, so this is, a Spoiler, the highest score I gave anything. Okay. I gave it a nine. Wow. Okay. What'd you give it? A seven. Okay. Um, I thought it had potential to be a good story. Yeah. But it was kind of just like, hey, this is a shitty husband, and he's going to stay a shitty husband. 
and uh, here's Fred, and Fred's gonna stay here, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk to your friend and seek your friend's house. <laughs> and I don't know why else the friend was in the movie. <laughs> Other um, for that scene, I, it's to get uh, Carrie Fisher's name on it. That's why she was in the movie. Yeah, honestly, I I don't, I, and it was just it was just fucking <sighs> annoying. It was annoying. I mean, I hated. Okay, so. I, this kind of circles to characters too, but it's it's a definitely a plot device. And this was my biggest debate with Riley about this movie. Like, I understand the mom's a bitch, but Lay made her out to be this huge villain when, like, I was kind of sympathizing for her. I don't know if you felt the same way. I mean, uh, so clearly a bad person shouldn't have had a kid. But the fact that, like, the dad's comforting her when she's a child... Actually, she just destroyed your fucking table and put mud and fucking, like, cereal everywhere. Like, you can beat that kid's ass. <laughs> or she I, literally got the dad arrested. Yes! Yes! <laughs> How did he get arrested, though? I don't understand what he got arrested. They thought he was an intruder. It was like a face, fake erection. erection <laughs> fake. Not wow. Of He got released or whatever. He got arrested and then it got cleared up. But, yeah, I'd be mad at my fucking kid, too. Yeah, like... That is a terrible, terrible child. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, sure, imaginary friend, but, like, hey, real life, she's doing all of that. Yeah, they don't know it's a freaking imaginary friend. And, again, imaginary friend is imaginary. That's not real. She's doing all of that. Yeah. Good point. Didn't think about that. I, I just, I, I, I Yeah, I, I didn't know. like that. Um, the reason I did give it a little bit higher of a score, 4.5 out of 10, if you think look at it that way, I do kind of like the whole the meta 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 kind of like she doesn't she became an adult so she lost Fred but then she like kind of her adult life is in shambles so she goes back to what she's comfortable with which is Fred that whole kind of like underlying tone I guess is kind of sophisticated and educated in a sense um, they absolutely did not roll with that and that is kind of like an implied thing I think um, I mean towards the end they they do explain you know the whole medication all that bullshit but. Um, and that, that that was my issue because I agreed. I think there was potential there for a really good story, mm-hmm. you know, where she was unhappy and she didn't have a childhood or whatever. Like her mom took away her childhood, yeah, and she relied on people, and you know that could have been good done well. When you look at it from a very very far distance, squinting, great story. But when you actually watch the movie, it's they didn't do that. <laughs> Instead, you got a freaking movie full of Jim Carrey B-rate slapstick comedy and obnoxiousness and yeah very bad but i mean seven and nine we had two point difference close yeah. enough uh visual slash um, cinematography tie all right so this movie was released in 1991 <clears throat> yes now in 1991 it still had a budget of nearly seven million dollars yeah that seems like a lot of money ty have you calculated for inflation i haven't calculated for i'll do that right now you do that i'm gonna tell you i gave it a uh i still give it a seven okay where i think some of it looks okay because they aren't trying to do things the fucking sneezing scenes yeah (laughs) they were so unnecessary and so thrown in and they looked so fucking terrible (laughs) yeah they did um i gave it a uh or not, I gave it. Uh, inflation calculator is $13.2 million. That's a decent budget. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my thing. Is Yeah, it's 1991, and I understand there's not CGI, and I'm not going to watch this movie and watch Artemis Fowl and think that they're going to look the same. Artemis Fowl, mm-hmm. terrible movie, but I'm not going to expect that. But even Star Wars, like, obviously by today's standards, you know, you see, like, the ships moving and everything, and it's like, okay, obviously that's not as good as now. I wouldn't say it's, like, outright terrible like I would with the special effects in this movie. Like, it was just, like, you didn't have the technology to do it, and you tried to do it anyways. And with, like, the sneezing things and just, like, the weird shit Fred would do. Like, it just looked bad, dude. Um, so, sh- episode four released in 1977. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, leagues above this. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the shots, nothing inspiring there. Um, that last scene, not last scene, but the scene where she's like in her own mind and everything. I remember feeling like that was shot really weird and that looked, didn't look great. Um, but again, it's like, go ahead. Well, I had a talking point on that. That is the fakest tree I've ever seen in any movie. (laughs) I'd have to relook. I don't remember having that thought, but I'm sure you're right. (laughs) It's, It's just terrible and it just comes up and it looks terrible and they clam on it and it's so aggressively a prop. Yeah. (laughs) I know it, it looks terrible. And did all the budget go to Carrie Fisher? I mean, did five million of this budget go to her? Again, if this was made in 2020 and they did those same scenes, it would look a lot better. And it would probably get at least like a 12 on my grade just because 12 is kind of like the you didn't do great, but you didn't do bad. But they tried doing something that they just didn't have the technology for. And I don't know if they're trying to be innovative and or maybe people just were okay with it looking that bad back then. But like it wasn't like a... It wasn't like a, you look at an old video game and you're like, okay, yeah, it doesn't look great, but whatever. It, it looked bad. I've seen movies made before that movie that looked much better than that. And that's kind of where I am too. And then you look at like the like when he smashes his head in the fridge. Yeah. And he's got like the thing on. Like I'm like, yeah, again, I think Star Wars is a great comparison. You look at 1977 Star Wars, some of the aliens in Star Wars look incredible. Yeah. Much better like very... makeup and yeah. Yeah. This is just, this is terrible. We just look stupid. <laughs> I didn't give my score. My score was a four, by the way. Oh, I love it. I was super rough on it. I just remember watching. That was like my biggest takeaway. I was watching it and I was like, this looks like shit. Like, it's not even like a, like I said, it's not a generational thing. Like, this looks like shit. Like, how could you watch this and be like, this looks good? I I don't, I didn't know. That was my thing. I was kind of, uh, I figure it's an older movie, so I'm not going to penalize it too much, but it is the fact that they tried doing these things when they clearly didn't have the technology or didn't have the budget to act, you know, to accurately use that technology. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Right. I don't know, but seven. I mean, seven's still one of the worst cinematography scores. I've what What did you think of the scene where she goes to the the psychic, whatever, not psychic, but the doctor, the mental doctor, and all the imaginary friends like meet again, and they're just being overly obnoxious. It was ridiculous. I found myself just cringing watching it. So going into key elements, moving on from that. Okay. I gave key elements a three. All right. Who was this fucking movie made for? Exactly. Exactly. I have the exact same sentiment, Ty. He's looking up a girl's skirt like, oh my God, no panties and calling a mom a bitch. But it's very obviously like child humor. That is, that was, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. And I'm so glad you had that on your notes because that was my main takeaway. Riley's mom was like, okay, I used to show this, them, this movie all the time as kids, they loved it. And then like the second scene is him looking up her skirt. You know what I mean? 
and like cussing and i'm sure they i think they said even like shit and stuff too and it's like yeah he did he called the mom mega bitch and like i'm like what this isn't a kids movie like i mean i still think it had a pg rating just because i'm sure no pg-13 okay yeah who is this movie for exactly like it it's if it's a kids movie, you get away with kind of that stupid, you know, like I don't think we'd be watching it. It'd be a dumb kids movie, you know. But it's not it, it I don't know. I don't know what it was trying to be. I don't have an and answer like for the, you. The chick leaves her husband and is like one last thing, like puts a booger on his face, and I'm like, that is such a four year old fucking comedy thing there. In a movie where a dude's looking up some chick's skirt, talking yeah. about her fucking not having pants. And there's a I'm like uh, uh the husband is having an affair. And just, like, all these, like, adult issues, but then with, like, kids' humor. Aggressively child humor. And not even, like, Jim Carrey's slapstick humor, because you can do that right. I mean, Jim Carrey's made his career on that. Ace Ventura is that stupid... I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Ever seen that movie? Yes, yes. It's that stupid slapstick humor like this, but it's presented in a way where it's kind of, like, it's funny. This was, like, kid humor, and it, it, it wasn't funny. Um, but then it's also mature at the same time, and it's like, exactly, who is this movie made for? I mean, Riley's mom thought it was a kid's movie. He's right, PG-13. Yeah, and that's why I'm, I was so confused just watching it because it's like they do these stupid things where it's like, ha-ha, kid humor, ha-ha, and then aggressively adult content in it where I'm like, a kid isn't laughing at it. That kid doesn't know what is going on. And if a parent saw that, they'd probably be like, why are you watching that? Yeah. I mean, out of the whole movie, there's a YouTube video, Drop Dead Drop Dead Fred funny scenes. Video is almost only a minute long. So. <laughs> um, um, I gave Key Elements a four as well, though. Okay. So, yeah. I I, I mean, the comedy, there's, again, I kind of laughed at the upskirt scene, but it confused me. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I didn't understand who this movie was for. I didn't get the funny part. It was supposed to be like a heartwarming, you know, feel good about this girl, but it just, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that. That's what it tried to be, but then it just gave up on it and turned into you know stupid kid humor. Yeah. Well, not not. I I don't know. It was yeah. Uh-huh. It had that whole deep, you know, deeper message of losing her childhood and stuff. Something a kid would never really grasp onto. You know, uh, maybe yeah. when you're older, obviously you could look back like, oh, I I can relate. But kids not gonna grasp onto that. But then you have the stupid slapstick, poorly executed, just kid humor that maybe Gavin would laugh at. But besides that. You know, and Riley like, says she loves that, this movie, though, like, but she wasn't laughing at it. And that's why I'm like, even even that, like, there isn't a lot of like, I guess a kid will laugh at it. But I think there's going to be a lot of parts in this movie where the kids are just staring at the screen. Yeah. Like, it's not good for kids, but also not good for adults. Yeah. I, I don't know who it's good for. I gave it a four. What did you give it on key elements? Three. Oof, that's rough. Characters, Ty. Talk to me here, Jay. What'd you give it? I gave it a five. Okay. Um, I didn't like Drop Dead Fred. I thought he was obnoxious. I thought the whole, like, they didn't, like, maybe they did and I missed it, but I don't remember them, like, explaining why he's just such an asshole. No, they didn't. They didn't explain that. He's just an asshole. Like, are all the the imaginary friends just, is that what they are? Is like, assholes? Why isn't there, like, a sophisticated imaginary friend? Like, why are you putting it in kids' minds that imaginary friends have to be bad? You know, that's like imaginary friendist. You know what I mean? Like, there are sophisticated imaginary friends out there. And just to paint a I'd stereotypical agree. image like that, I don't appreciate it. I would agree. I, I look at movies today where, uh, you know, Bing Bong in Inside Out, great yeah. imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. 
fantastic imaginary friend. Great dude. Sacrifices himself for Riley. Foster's homes um, for imaginary friends. All of them are better bunch, than Drop Dead Fred. Incredible. Incredible imaginary friends. Yeah, it was just, they didn't explain why he was a dick. I mean, I guess maybe, again, maybe it's implied that he was so rambunctious because of his mom, her mom taking away her childhood. Again, you're trying to, then you're sending a deeper message in a movie that you're also presenting with kid humor. And just figure it out. Um, so I didn't really like him. Uh, I thought the girl, the main girl was fine. Uh, maybe I should give a higher grade for characters for her. But I thought she did fine. Like, I don't, I don't remember her hating her character so much i just kind of felt like she got caught in the crosshairs of being in a bad movie um i didn't like how they presented the mom as this evil villain and i get you know she is kind of a bitch but i think there's a difference between a bitch and a villain um and then yeah the friend didn't see the point of her and then the sleazeball husband was just a short sleazeball not short but he was not in the movie that long i don't know i gave the three oh <laughs> even lower than i did <laughs> I couldn't stand Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> uh, he was annoying as shit. Yeah. Um, I, I just, the dumbest shit, the dumbest, whatever. The main character, I still had an issue with her. Not as much, I think I would agree with that, but the, just the fact that she's just like, uh-oh, that's my imaginary yeah, friend. Yeah, that is, and like, yeah. And just, just owned up to none of it. <laughs> and, and then you look at the mom, and I agree, the mom is a bitch, and she's supposed to be, but then also she's just like, hey, don't fucking cover the table in mud. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you're an adult. Stop blaming things on your imaginary friend. Yeah, you're an adult, but you just got shit on the carpet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and I, I just... I, you the just sank a, a fucking useless... boat. <laughs> yeah, the friend was a useless character who's like, oh my god, you sunk my boat. And then at the end is like, hey, look, I got to check for my boat. And that's I, I don't know why she was in the movie. <laughs> I truly don't. Oh, and then there's the guy but, friend, too. And I wanted to get to him. What the f- I- He's the horniest psycho I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude's just talking to her on a date with her, and she's just, like, throwing shit on the ground, and he's like, you're so crazy, but, like, in the best way. <laughs> and just starts throwing shit and gets kicked out of a restaurant with her. Bro, he like, wanted some, man. He was, he was gonna go to all lengths to get some. I, I, like, he literally, this chick is just, like, spazzing out at the table throwing things, and I was like, that's my imaginary friend. And he's like, <laughs> totally, totally <laughs> throw something. Like, I... And then starts to like break into her fucking house when her mom's like, oh, she's like, she can't talk. Like she's got shit going on. Climbs a tree. <laughs> like you're a grown adult. Wasn't he, didn't he also get a divorce? Wasn't that um, something like that? Yeah. He has a kid. Yeah. And he's acting. <sighs> I, I just, I, and it was just like, you're not normal. She's not normal. No one reacts to that the way you just reacted to that. Yeah. So yeah. I couldn't stand him. I mean, the sleazebag husband, he was supposed to be a sleazebag the whole time. I'm fine with that. He did. Yeah. He, it was fine enough. Like, he did his job. Yeah. Um, but I just I didn't like any of them. Yeah. And I also, like, I, I don't know, again, like, the, the kid thing. Drop Dead Fred, like, multiple times tells her to, like, kill her mom and Charles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's like it's like schizophrenia almost like to where her imaginary friend's telling her to kill people yeah yeah and what? he's like oh yeah your dad could just throw your mom out the window and like oh yeah you just fucking do this it'll be fine like well <laughs> I, is this for kids or not I, I don't yeah it's it's caught in between dude it's uh, i don't know and i was just i was confused with the imaginary friend too because like 
drop dead Fred just like ew girls and I'm like this is a girl's imaginary friend why would that why would that be the case yeah I don't and uh, question for like his final scene did you feel uncomfortable when he kissed her because I felt very uncomfortable when he was like kiss me (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I'm like you were her imaginary friend as a child (laughs) why why, like did they kiss on the lips I don't remember yes they very much did oh god I I, felt very pedophile I think I blocked that out of my mind. That is weird. And then and then he goes to being another little girl's imaginary friend. Yeah. Aggressively Jeffrey Epstein vibes. And then and then she's a troublemaker and then, you know, whatever, the girl sees her and she's like, Oh, I understand why you're such a fucking raging, uncontrollable child. I understand you. All these other yeah, people like, are wrong. This is fine. You're just hanging a woman from a fucking tree being a trap. <laughs> so that I get it. You got the imaginary friend. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> what'd you give it for enjoyment? Uh, a three. Hey, that's better than uh, Artemis Fowl. Again, some of the more adult type humor I did laugh at slightly, um, but don't get me wrong, a three <laughs> is a terrible fucking score. Yeah, I gave it a five. Um, I gave Artemis Fowl a four because I almost fell asleep in it. I did not almost fall asleep in this movie, so that alone gave it a five for me. Um, it was so. <sighs> It was so bad. It wasn't even so bad. It was good. It was, but it was bad. So bad that the first time watching it, like I kind of was like, I, I was like focusing on how bad it was. You know what I mean? Like I was getting frustrated the whole time so that, I mean, I guess that's better than falling asleep because it somewhat engaged me. Maybe that was their goal is just to make a fucking frustrating movie because that's what they did. Yeah. Drop Dead Fred got a one. Not, not Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> Artemis Fowl got a one from me. Yeah. <laughs> I give this a three, but it was just, it, it was, I, I, I was annoyed, and a lot of the things were cringe and just confused, and some of the humor landed and made me laugh a little bit. Yeah. Um. So you know, I'm gonna give it some points for that, and I can see where some of the scenes would be enjoyable for kids and stuff. Like, it's just the whole overall product is just so so bad. Yeah, it's, it sucks. I mean, I know Rye thinks I'm just targeting her. Um, it, it, I just, it's it's not a good movie. And I get it. She watched it as a kid. She liked it as a kid. You know, and then you be, you grow a special affinity towards a movie that way. But, I mean, I just don't see how you could watch this movie today and be like, yeah, this movie's good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I don't get it. And I think, I truly, truly think if she saw it for the first time today, she would also hate it. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, I, because I don't, I don't get it. I, yeah, I don't see how any kid like can actually like this movie, um, or any adult, I should say. Now, I will ask you: Who do you hate more, Artemis Fowl or Drop Dead Fred? <sighs> it's the tie. It's the fucking tie. I hate Artemis Fowl. Why do you hate his tie so much? It's so annoying. It just embodies how annoying that character is. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I love how that's what pushes you over the edge. It's not... I, I... It's not, you know, like an actual character thing. It's like, oh, they're close, but Artemis Fowl has a skinny fucking tie. He's got a skinny fucking tie, and I can't get over it. <laughs> I didn't even notice it either. That's the funny part. <laughs> Jumped out at me. Why are you anti-skinny tie? And, no, no, no. Do not get this confused. I think a skinny tie looks great in a good suit. 
I don't think a shoelace around your neck looks good. It was more than a shoelace. No, it was not. It really wasn't. It is pretty thin. It is. I was. I'm actually on Google right now looking at skinny ties to buy you. <laughs> Great. I, I wouldn't mind a nice skinny tie. tie. Not that one. To go back to your, um, you know, to the other podcast where we talked about you're engaged. Congratulations. Uh, those that didn't Thank listen you. to the sports episode. Um, yes. For your wedding in the future, a year from now, approximately, I want to wear a skinny tie. No. <laughs> Why not? I mean, I I will allow a somewhat skinny tie. If, not that skinny. If I that. show up in an Artemis Fowl cosplay, are you just kicking me out of your wedding? <laughs> yeah, no, someone's getting bumped up the death chart. <laughs> I'm just going to get kicked out altogether. I'm not even going to be able to sit in the crowd. <laughs> You're getting an Antonio Brown cut. <laughs> Dude, just the fucking glasses. And I got the chubby cheeks like I'm going to get the skinny ass tie. <laughs> I'm going to dress up like Artemis Fowl for Halloween. <laughs> I would rather you dress up like Drop Dead Fred in that green fucking suit with your red hair poked up to the center. <laughs> oh, man. So I wanted to bring this up to you. Um, we didn't, like, make a list or anything, but I thought it would be a good talking point to kind of circle. Or first, first of all, what's your final score? Let's get that out of the way. Oh, yes, yes. My final score was a 23 out of 100. 23? I gave it a 27. So I, I gave think... it the exact same score as Artemis Fowl. Oh, okay. I thought I thought I gave Artemis Fowl a twenty nine for some reason. No, I gave I gave it one better than Artemis Fowl. You gave it the same as Artemis Fowl, so it beats it by point five <laughs> with a total score of twenty five. Congratulations, Drop Dead Fred. Um, so the talking point I wanted to talk about: Is there any movies you can think of from when you were a kid that, looking back on it? Or is probably a really bad movie, but you loved as a kid. Mm. I have a mm. few. Inspector Gadget. Fucking okay. loved that movie as a kid. L- like, loved it. Um, I had Riley watch it. It's with the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and she said it was absolutely terrible. I was like, it probably okay. is. I- Go ahead. I was just going to say that's fair. I was watching like five minutes of it. In the first scene, there is kids stuck. Like, there's kids in the middle of the road, and there's like a bus that can't be stopped. And he grabs the kids and, like, you know, gets them out of the street. And there's a dog. And he grabs the dog. And then he sees the bus coming at him. And he fucking throws the dog in the air. And then, the bu- oh and then he, like, stops the bus. And then, like, two minutes go by. And they're like, oh, where's the dog? And then it just drops right into his hand. Um, I don't remember if that was a dream sequence or not. It might have just been a dream sequence. Either way, it was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> okay. Another one. Uh, the Son of the Mask. Not the mask. Okay. I loved that movie as a kid, and I was devastated when I got older and found out it had a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 2.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm, that's, yeah, that's tough. I never had watched, um, like, the actual Mask when I was a kid. Like, my Nana just had this one for some reason. It came out in 2005. That's probably why. Uh, and I loved it. I loved it so much. So, One of my, one of my tougher ones is uh, Batman and Robin with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> as Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Uh, fucking loved that movie as a kid. It's got an eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I loved, um, and this wasn't a, a kid-appropriate movie, but me and Andrew Gunter would watch this when we were like ten at my nana's. Uh, Scary Movie Four. That doesn't have great <laughs> reviews, but I remember loving that as a kid. And, like the first okay. scene, the guy the guy takes like a Viagra, and uh, we had watched it like three times at my nana's, and she had never said anything. But the first scene, he gets like a Viagra. I don't know what movie it's making fun of, and his penis is like the size of it. It, it was massive. It didn't look like a 
It looked like he had like a cricket bat in his pants. Like it was huge. And my Nana walked in and we got yelled at. <laughs> so, and That's he like, fantastic. he like falls out the window onto his raging erection. And yeah, we got in trouble. But that kind of yeah. puts it into perspective how bad that movie was. <laughs> Thank you. Should have gave me a heads up because I know there's more. Uh, Batman and Robin's by far the most embarrassing. Shark Boy and Lava Girl, nineteen I mean, percent Rotten Tomatoes. That's a classic. George oh. Lopez. <laughs> we talked about that. I think last episode, his fucking head on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably so bad if we went back and watched it now, but I don't even care. That's fine. I can't think of any other ones, dude. Because I never liked any like the fucking Disney Channel movies or any of that. Those no. were all terrible. I'm trying to think of like, was there Nickelodeon movies? Did they make Nickelodeon movies? Besides like the TV show movies, I don't think they did. Yeah, mine are, mine are again like superhero movies, like like Spider Man Three, banger. Yeah. Um, the original Fantastic Four movies, which again aren't terrible. But not good. How are, watched the fuck out of them. How is Ghost Rider acclaimed? Is it acclaimed? Oh, movie? yeah. No, Ghost Rider's definitely one. I, I love Ghost Rider. Is it like not a... Let's see what it got. Guess in. the Rotten Tomato score. Okay, I, I looked it up, but I'm not looking. I would guess it's like a 67. Mm. 26. Yikes. <laughs> Fucking love Ghost Rider. It's like the straight-to-DVD movies. I don't know. I... I, I but again, I would recognize just like I did Inspector Gadget. Like I would recognize, you know, a bad movie when I see it. And Riley's just kind of holding on a little bit. She's stuck in her childhood a little. Maybe she's got an imaginary friend. Who knows? <laughs> maybe maybe Drop Dead Fred's watching you guys get freaky like he did in this movie almost. Oh God, uh, Osmosis Jones. I don't know if that's a critically acclaimed movie, but I love that movie. It's got fifty-five. I mean, that's not bad. I was gonna say, is that a bad movie? I thought it was just a good movie. That's fair for a for a kids movie. Scooby Doo Cyber Chase. That was a good movie. I remember that one. Um, Doctor Doolittle. Didn't you love the Doctor Doolittle movies? I do. Are those considered good? I think not bad. Look so it up. Doctor Doolittle. No, not the fourteen percent new one. <laughs> that one, yeah. It was two thousand one. Is when it came out. Oh, that's 2000. That's Dr. Doolittle 2. Oh, okay. So maybe 99. Oh, no, I got a perfect one. I got a perfect one, Ty. First one, 42%. That's that's disgusting. This is good. Oh, here's... Okay, this is the epitome. I fucking loved this movie as a kid. I Top five like um, movies I've seen the most, this is in the top five. Have you ever seen The Pacifier with Vin Diesel? <laughs> <laughs> I... I can't say i remember it but i know what it is 21 percent on rotten tomatoes i fucking loved that movie dude there it is <laughs> why is that so funny that's fucking that's a choice i don't know it's terrible <laughs> i i liked it as a kid what can i say and it probably is terrible it's got a 21 percent on rotten tomatoes but i fucking loved it dude loved that's it funny and then i guess you could say uh, like all the adam sandler movies but I don't know. Those are different. Well, yeah. I mean, those are... But, like, everyone loves fucking Adam Sandler movies. Like, who cares what the rock made us? Yeah. Um, I did watch A Night's Tale a lot growing up, which I think is an underrated movie. Only got 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. Never even heard of that movie, Ty. It's got uh, Heath Ledger in it. And Paul Bettany, Vision. Oh, really? Yeah. 
he's a he's a knight and he, he wants to joust. And uh, it's like a sports movie kind of. Yeah, there's got to be some. I mean, Angels in the Outfield. I talked about that last week. Uh, Shark yes. Tales got a good score, right? It's got to have a good score. Thirty six. Will Smith one. I love Shark Tale. Is, is that a bad take? Did you like Shark Tale? I enjoyed it very much. I would say I liked. No, I would say I definitely liked Shark Tale more than I liked uh, Finding Nemo. It was the superior <laughs> fish movie for me as a kid. I mean, it might be more entertaining for a child, but it is aggressively not a better movie. How about Garfield the movie? I'm, uh, that, I've seen it maybe once. That has a 15%. That's another one. I loved that movie as a kid. I didn't see it a lot. I saw it in theaters. That was the first time I ever saw someone recording a movie in the theaters. He just had a big-ass camera. <laughs> he just owned it? Yeah. He just... Do you know Do you know the ridiculous story behind this movie? Garfield? That I think it's just a lie. Yeah. No, I do not. So you know that um, what's his name plays Garfield, uh, Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't know that, but yeah, Bill Murray plays Garfield in this. And the ridiculous lie that he's come up with to cover up the fact that he's in a Garfield movie. One of the screenwriters' name is Joel Cohen, and okay. uh, he thought he was one of the Cohen brothers who have made fantastic movies. I believe they've done like The Big Lebowski. Um, <laughs> no, he way. said he thought. It- he thought it was one of the Cohen brothers, and that's why. <laughs> However, it is a different Cohen. Yeah, bullshit. I think it's the biggest lie of all time that he's just he's just running with. He's like, oh, I thought it was a Cohen brother movie, so I signed up to do it. No, and you, then it was too too late to back out. You fucking signed up for fucking Garfield and got a payday. You don't have to lie about it. It's exactly what it was. The budget was fifty million, and I guarantee he got forty eight of it. <laughs> okay, so two thousand five. Last thing I want to touch on. 2005 was a banging movie. This this was like the epitome of my movies as a kid, Ty. Robots. Great movie. What does that have? 65. I'm not saying bad movies. I'm just saying all the great oh. movies that had um, that came out in 2005. I've never seen this, but it's definitely iconic. Narnia. I mean, yeah. Uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. We've already touched on. This was one of my personal favorites. I saw this in theaters. Sky High. You ever seen Sky High? It's actually got a really good Rotten Tomato score. That surprises me. Really? Seventy-three percent. Wow. Charlie and the I Chocolate Factory with your favorite character, uh, the <laughs> grandpa. Uh, Zathora. I love that movie as well. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it. It's like Jumanji but in space. Yes, it's got Dax Shepard in it. I think. Madagascar. That's a that's a classic. Fuck yeah. Can you guess Fuck Madagascar's yeah. Rotten Tomato score? Like sixties. Fifty-four. I feel like that's low. Probably is low. I, I think it's a great kids movie though. Uh, the Pacifier. <laughs> I've never seen Nanny McPhee. That came out in two thousand five. Oh, that's a different movie. I was thinking of the one with Robin Williams. Uh, Herbie Fully Loaded. That was a good movie. That's uh, not the name of it, right? No, Herbie Fully Loaded is the name. I called it Kirby with a Chance. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think Chicken Little. Which is a Disney movie. Didn't find that out until I was like 17 years old. Can you guess Chicken Little's yeah. Rotten Tomato score? It's it's super low, and I don't understand why. It's like in the 40s, right? 37. Yeah, I, that's a good movie. Oh, Cheaper by the Dozen 2. I loved those movies too. I don't know if you watched the Cheaper by the Dozen series. Loved those movies as a kid. 6%. Yeah, I loved Cheaper by the Dozen 2. That's the one where she goes to the movies on a date and... Steve Martin goes to the movie theater and, like, spies on him. 6%. <laughs> that's that's aggressively low. 
I mean, that's just ridiculous. This movie is not worse than Drop Dead Fred. Drop, no, Cheaper no by the Dozen 2. I don't know. What, what does Cheaper by the Dozen 1 have? Cheaper by the Dozen 1 has... It's not even popping up. Do people just not rate it? It has a... Really, you're going to make me click on the website, so I'm just going to pop up on the side like every other movie? 24%. That's ridiculous. That's insane. Do you remember the movie Open Season? Uh, with the cows, right? No, Open Season is like the bear and the deer. Yes, 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 yes. That movie was a banger. 48%. Jesus. 2007 kids movies. Let's look at 2007. I already looked at uh, Ratatouille. That's great. Bridge to Terabithia. I know you love that movie, Ty. Oh, dude, you're gonna fucking make me cry. <laughs> so sad. That was the mo- that was like the first time I remember like complex adult emotions. <laughs> That's when you became a man. Yes, I- I'm pretty sure my mustache started growing right after I walked. <laughs> That's why you were taller than everyone in fifth grade. You watched Bridge to Terabithia and then fucking grew up. Because <laughs> you- that movie fucked you up so bad it made you an adult. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> oh my god um 2007 is kind of weak evan almighty that's a uh, bruce almighty's better but what does a scooby-doo movie have the live action no you're not looking at the new one are oh you're not looking at the new one are you no the 2002 scooby-doo movie scooby-doo 2002 it's got to have a bad score i remember it 30 oh no it's the, oh no yeah that sounds about right it was a good movie don't get me wrong i loved it 30? I mean... That's, that's Drop Dead Fred Rage, isn't it? Or no, Drop Dead Fred was Dead like... Fred is eight. Yeah, it was like right. eight or nine. That's a terrible film. That's a terrible film. <laughs> All right, well, I'm glad we actually uh, had a bad movie to review. It wasn't just me being, you know, mean to Riley. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of don't want to do this series because we're choosing movies that are not ironically bad, but are just genuinely bad. I like it. Come on. We got to keep it up. That's, uh, dude, I've... It's so hard to get through these. Oh, well, Ty, we got to do it. It's for the listeners. We can't just It makes the review... pod feel like work, Jay. Usually it feels like fun and I'm enjoying it. It feels like work. We can't. We got to We gotta mix it up, okay? Maybe we find a bad movie that we like. It's your turn to recommend a bad movie. Yeah, I'll work on it. So we got a whole month. You got a whole month to think about it. Let me know. Um, it could be your favorite movie, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, I don't even know where to find that. I don't want to watch that. That's terrible. We got You said you wanted to review more bad movies. We we reviewed two, and now you're already complaining. Yeah, okay, you're right. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay, it's just not fun. <laughs> it's fun to listen next to week, though. though. Next week we already got it, already got it scheduled. Oh fun yeah, episode. we do. That's right. I was like, do we have it scheduled? Are you gonna announce fun it? Fun episode. I, I mean, I say we tease some, it. Some dog millionaire. All right, so, uh, yeah, Regis Philbin unfortunately passed away over the weekend. Um, legend of the game. I didn't realize he was, like, 87. You know, when, you, when you're when you our age and you see Regis Philbin, I don't, you kind of don't realize that he had a much longer career just even before you were born. That's at least how I was. Don't quote me on this. Holds the record for the most time on TV. You're ever. correct, yes. Um, Which is insane. Legend. Former Who Wants to Be a Millionaire host. So we're going to review Slumdog Millionaire, an Oscar-winning film, or at least nominated. I don't know if it actually won. Um, and then we have a little special segment afterwards. We're bringing on my cousin, Brandon. Uh, if you know Brandon personally, you know he sometimes is not the sharpest tool in the shed. 
Mm, very true. And we are going to play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with Brandon with common sense questions and put him up against an eight-year-old. And we're see, gonna see who wins. And see who, who has more common sense. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I I think Brandon's the underdog. <laughs> if I'm in betting line. Brandon's like plus three hundred. <laughs> I a, I just I. Oh, Gavin's a minus two hundred favorite. <laughs> I would hammer the under for correct questions, and just parlay that with Gavin. So okay, we need to figure it out because it's gonna be hard to get Gavin to record. I mean. You know, he's so, an eight-year-old kid. He's probably going to shell up. So, I think what we do is we just we get all the questions ready. I, you ask Gavin his answer, much like you did with Daniel to me today. Okay. And then Brandon has Gavin's scores or answers, goes against them, trying to get a better score. Okay, and we I will have Gavin record one clip. I'll have him record a, a victory message to Brandon. So if Brandon beats him, I'll have Gavin say a congratulations message that we play for Brandon and put in the <laughs> podcast. And if <laughs> and if Randy loses, I'm gonna have Gavin like uh, record like a taunting message. That's a trash talk. <laughs> I like it. It's gonna be. I'm. I'm honestly. I've not been this excited for an episode in a long, long time. It's gonna be fun. And also, good movie. And I've never seen it. Me neither. So yeah, that's another reason to be excited. But I'm more excited about quizzing Brandon. I'm gonna be 100. I, I definitely honest. am. This is gonna be fantastic. Have we even got him to agree? Yes, he's uh, good for next Thursday. Fuck yeah. And I made sure to tell him, like, uh, don't cancel. Like, you need to... Okay. So. I'm excited. Tune in next week. You got anything else, Ty? Just, uh, just, uh, study up for your... You can compete against Brandon. And, uh, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.